This is Sarah Elizabeth, and you're listening to Front Porch Radio in Columbia, Tennessee, 101.7 WKOM. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. 
Quickwire Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, Alberto. Oh, boy. Welcome to your Monday edition. It's your Basilio Show. Portal Monday. Portal Mania is running wild. I've got my number one foam finger. In my hand right now, and Portal Mania is truly running wild. Bino, Jeff Henderson, are you excited for Portal Mania? Uh, I'm I'm ready for the new world of college football, Tony. Let's see uh, let's see what happens. Here. And Brian Hartman, are you excited for Portal Mania, which is running wild? Yeah, it's going to uh, be constantly updating twenty four seven for the next thirty days, and you're going to be doing it. Over at the tclub.team, Brian Hartman's going to be earning his keep. And we appreciate him volunteering to do that. Bowl matchups are set. Sabino, so uh, Jeff uh, Henderson, yesterday we jumped on over here at tclub.team and did a live, like, one-hour deal, Matt Dixon, Eric Waddell, myself. I don't think people are, uh, like, real excited about our opponent. Brian, read the snugget that Matt Dixon dug up about Iowa's leading receiver. Can you can you uh, share that with the living listener since my phone's being tied up right now? Yeah, he has, I believe, 225 yards on the season. Yes. he's He's got three touchdowns and he hasn't played. He tore his ACL halfway through and missed the last six games. Their leading receiver missed a half a season. Good, good club, don't they? And nobody else on that team has been able to eclipse 200-whatever yards. Good club. Very potent. Bino, good club. Thought, Bino. Uh, good defense, Tony. Good defense, good special teams. Uh, won 10 games. Could be the most uh, boring opponent. Win 10 games with that offense. Uh, you got to be doing something else, right? Is there something wrong with me that I thought that was kind of deflating? Even though we uh, got, like, up two rungs, basically, well, where we were slotted originally. Go back to the last Citrus Bowl for the program, back after the 2001 season where they beat Michigan. Same thing. That year, that year there was 
not much excitement about that bowl game, mm-hmm. but the opponent was exciting to most fans to play Michigan. Mm-hmm. This year, I think a lot of fans are kind of excited. They get to play on New Year's Day in Florida, but they're not really excited about the opponent. Exactly. The opponent it's is kind of reversed. Bummer. All right, let's talk about some of the development. And plus, they, they played uh, that opponent before. You know, it, it's obviously not the most attractive opponent or exciting matchup, but the truth is, in an SEC Big Ten matchup, if it's not Ohio State, Michigan, or Penn State, who the hell would be? That's a league full of just boring ass. Oh! Except for those three. Who's so your fault? Thanks, it, it wouldn't matter. It, yeah. It's the the problem is we've become it that that Big Ten SEC those all those numerous Big Ten SEC matchups. Have, have just become boring. It's time to change that. Yeah, they're sleepy. Sleepy holler. And when well, we go to a 12-team playoff. I, the only team outside the three that I mentioned I would really like to play yes. is the only team that I like from that. When they get good again, I'd love for Tennessee and Michigan State to play. I'd, uh, I'd, I'd love to see that. Amen and Al Luyer. When you think about it, there's six different games that involve SEC versus Big Ten matchups. Yep. And the conference has, going forward, you're going to have, what is it, 18 Big Ten teams? Is that right? And then 16 SEC teams with the expansions? So look for more of this. Look for more SEC versus Big Ten in bowl games. And I'll tell you something else. This thing with Florida State and Alabama over the weekend, which is pretty unjust in my opinion, and let me tell you why. Those of you who think that Alabama would just walk out there and mollywop Florida State, you're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. Florida State's defense, you know how many first-round draft picks they have on that defense? Do you know how much money they spent in the transfer portal on that defense? Do you know how well they run? Do you know what they did to LSU in the second half? Do you understand what you're looking at? Do you know how good their secondary is? Oh, well, you know, the quarterback's hard. Uh, my, Eagles won a, my Eagles won a Super Bowl with a backup quarterback. I mean, don't, don't give me that. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. You want Greg Sankey over Jim Phillips fighting for you behind the scenes. Okay? It's called We Run College Football. And Bino was right. Tony B, I'll give Tony B credit. If you see him, let him, let him know this because he doesn't take uh, credit very well. But he called Alabama beating Georgia when everybody else said that would not, would, uh, could not, would not happen. And not only did they beat them, they smacked them because they're destined. I feel sorry for those Florida State kids. You, you play on that. You're Jared Verse. You played lights out. You deserve to play in a playoff. You won all your games in a power league, and you beat LSU earlier in the season. And none of that matters now. That kind of sucks. Meanwhile, Alabama has been living on borrowed time. We should have beaten them. Uh, And for sure, Auburn should have beaten them. But none of that matters because Nick Saban coaches them, and he's coached a 9-3 team to an 11-1 finish. But they're a 9-3 football team. That's what you and I both know that. Everybody listening to me knows that. So don't fool yourself. And this whole narrative about, well, you know, Florida State, I mean, you haven't given, you have eyes? 
That defense is fantastic. And they spent a lot of money in the transfer portal. They're the they're the modern era reason, the the twenty twenty three season reason why you go into the portal and you get real. Kind of like X was saying about the Vols. Today, day one, pretty underwhelming day in the portal all all the way around. The fireworks we thought was going to happen haven't happened yet. Doesn't mean they won't. But so far, pretty tepid day in the portal. couple things to keep in mind as we go forward. One, Walter Nolan. What's going to happen with him? Walter Nolan, obviously, is a Tennessee kid. Played high school football at Powell. He came up here from, I want to say, the western part of the state. And um, came up to Powell for a year. And I think they won a state championship. Uh, I think they were NIL and before NIL was NIL, but that's me. Nobody, I I said that, not me. Um, And I don't know if I even meant it, but hey, it sounds good. It's got a good beat and you can dance to it. Don't get mad at me. Scotty Walden, uh, well, let's talk about, before we go to Walden, let's talk about Walter Nolan. I have it on great information, not good information, great information, that last year Walter Nolan reached out to Tennessee and said, hey, I would really like to come back home. I'm interested in playing for you. And Tennessee was like, well, okay. Come on. And he was like, well, what's your offer? And I was told that Rodney Garner was not a huge fan of his coming out of high school. Uh, And Rodney Garner's belief is that we don't need to pay you a ton of money in the portal for a guy like that, who Rodney thinks is kind of a question mark, because I'll turn you into an NFL football player. In other words, my resume is in that trophy case, as Steve Spurrier once said. Rodney Garner has several multi-million dollar football players that have played for him. So if you want to come play for me, don't ask me what we're offering you. That's not what we're doing here. So that's an interesting little aside. Now, could Walter Nolan end up with Tennessee? Sure he, sure he could. Is he one to watch with Tennessee? Sure he is. But I wouldn't expect Rodney Garner to fall all over himself to get a chance to coach him. Bino, your thoughts on that little development? Do you find that interesting? Do you blame Rodney Garner or do you smell a little what Rodney Garner's cooking? I will uh I will cede to Rodney Garner's knowledge of that position and evaluation of players. Um I also kind of wonder, Tony, maybe it's not a factor at all anymore. But would Tennessee even consider bringing back a player that was kind of a major actor in in the recruiting that was going on under Pruitt that they're still under probation for? So everything just washed away because it's a new day. Well, it's a new day. Yeah, I don't think that has any – I don't think that would have any bearing on anything. The other thing that's going on today is reserve freshman defensive back Jack Luttrell, a.k.a. White Lightning, is in the transfer portal. Brandon Turnage is in the transfer portal. Um, you saw over the weekend that Mo Clipper – 
Bino is in the transfer portal. Hate to lose that name alone. Yeah. Yes. Kyle McCord has entered the transfer portal. The thought is that Ohio State's going to go after Malik Murphy, as we were talking about yesterday on our Bowl Bonanza. That the backup at Texas. That's correct. And will Arch Manning get jumpy? Because it appears almost a certainty now that the starting quarterback at Texas is going to return for another season. Dylan Gabriel is set to enter the transfer portal as well out of Oklahoma. So those are some of the developments so far. The Walter Nolan deal is um, highly interesting. Highly interesting. All right, let's get to the other news of the day because we reported on this Friday. We reported on this Friday. um, And Friday we were... I had gotten word during the show, and people that listen on Twitter Spaces know this, that Tim Banks had had conversations with MTSU. Now, I didn't know the full extent of it when I was uh, when I was um, on the air. And I didn't have it concrete enough to really talk. So I was talking among the staff. Like Bino, Bri, we were kind of talking amongst each other. Bino, I've never put a tweet out there that didn't get ratioed by people and where people were like putting praying hands in there and people praying. People want to see Tim Banks move on, Bino. And here's the deal. We've had a development today that could aid in that. But I... But I don't know where this thing stands. I do know that Tim Banks talked twice last week with MTSU. I believe that. I do believe he's pretty high up on their board. I think another guy that's really highly placed on their board is Scotty Walden, who we remember as that firebrand from Austin P, who came in here and looked like a young Bruce Pearl, you know, sweating through his jacket down at Florida. You can see the sweat marks. I mean, Scotty Walden was a madman in here. Like three lines of Coke, madman. Bino, have you ever seen a guy act like that on the sidelines? Anyway, he took the job at UTEP today. That means he'll be back in Neyland Stadium next year. How about that, Bino? Run up down the field with different schools. Only Brian Hartman could come up with something like that. How quick is Brian's mind, Bino? Yeah. I thought of that when I saw that tweet earlier. You know, why are people so interested in getting rid of Tim Banks? Well, it's... I I think defensive coordinators are going to be in the crosshairs of just about everyone uh, in in modern-day football. Um, I, I, you know, I I don't know if Tim Banks is a, a, a good or a bad defensive coordinator but it's it just doesn't appear like that 
we're making strides on that side of the ball like people want to see. We're better this year than we've been, but uh and I, I think the uh I I think they wanted a more uh, the the aggressive Tim Banks that we always heard about, I'm not sure we ever saw that here. Or we've seen that. Let's not talk in past tense, but yeah, I'm not sure we've seen that to this point. Scotty Walden is going to UTEP, where Brian so as astutely points out, he'll be on our schedule next year. UTEP's a graveyard job, always has been. But this paves the way now for Tim Banks, who's highly enough on MTSU's radar that he interviewed twice last week for that job. Now, here's the thing, Bino. Based on just the Twitter replies alone, I bet if you put a poll out there among our fan base, what percentage would like to see him move on, Beanstar? What do you think that percentage is? Because here's the thing about Tim Banks and MTSU, and I'm just going to caution MTSU. He's not a very great. He's not a great recruiter. He looks like he should be, but the word on him is he's not just a. He's not a lights out recruiter. So he wants to be a head coach. That's great. I mean, I guess that's a good opportunity for him. I understand that MTSU has put together a pretty good package for whomever they hire, to the tune of one five a year. But that's coordinator money in the Southeastern Conference right now. I'd, I'd say that that uh, number would, that percentage would be 75 or greater, Tony, probably. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Uh, and I I think it's going to be the rare school today where people really like their defensive coordinator. To the phones we go. I bet Alabama likes their defensive coordinator after Saturday. You think uh, Steele? Yeah. Kevin Flippin' Steele. Steele's done a really nice job. Really has. You have a thought on this Florida State thing, Bino? I think Florida State would beat Alabama heads up. Or I think it'd be a better game than people act like it would be. Well, I, I, I feel really bad for Florida State, Tony. They, they took care of every single thing that was under their control and got left out because of something that wasn't. Um, I, I don't think I don't think they're one of the top six or seven teams, maybe, um, without uh, Jordan Travis. Uh, but I definitely think they're among the four most deserving. Uh, the matchups may be better uh, without them in in the playoffs, uh, but that doesn't make it right. You know, um, last year they got a TCU in there, and I think they were afraid to see a kind of game like that. But Florida State's defense would keep every game close. It's just offensively, it'd be like pulling teeth to score points without their quarterback. Uh, This just into our transfer portal desk. Brian's boy. Justin Jolie, tight end Connecticut, on social media. Um, After a great talk with Tennessee, I'm blessed to receive an offer from the University of Tennessee. How about that, Brian? Your guy. You spoke that into existence, Brian. Yes, Tone. We get things done here, don't we? We get things done here, brah. Atta boy, Brian. 
So the they, word, they should put me on the payroll. So once again, the word is that several, what you what I would call to be, I, I don't speak this way, but so far no stars from the Vols have gone into the portal. Obviously, you've heard, we've heard the talk about Pierce being offered a lot of money to jump. Is it going to happen? I don't know. I do think in the first few days what you're going to see which is something that John Bryce talked about last week that you can that you that you're going to see are guys that are now agitating for more money that are going to use um um that are going to use um the portal as an instrument to get more money. And I can't blame them. These coaches would behave exactly, exactly, exactly the same way. Would they not be now? Would these coaches not behave the exact same way some of these star players are going to? Have they proven that? So that's out there. Uh, 865-200-5402. Another piece. Tennessee basketball team in action tomorrow night. Great news on Dalton Connect. We have it up today at tclub.team if you want to read about it. Also, X today offers a wonderful look inside several of the guys he thinks should be and could be targeted. Uh, and so there you have it. 865-200-5402 if you want to jump in with us. And we'd love to hear from you. All lines currently jammed. Have we covered everything? Let me make sure I've got everything on my list here. I had a list of things to go to. Oh, one other item. So I'm poking around today talking to several different sources. What are you hearing? 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 I'll make a little prediction. Let's see if it comes true. I think Hugh Freeze is going to have a knockout haul here out of the portal. A knockout haul out of the transfer portal. And I was talking to one source today who told me, Tony, a system where there is legal tampering and it's almost encouraged is almost tailor-made for a snake in the grass like Hugh Freeze. Now, Mark and Columba, I'm not trying to trigger you, but Bino Jeff Henderson, on its face, that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Uh, it does, Tony. It does. I would think that those who were uh, in the most willing to be in Pub maybe beyond the gray area in recruiting, uh, will be great at this. And X and myself both wonder if our head coach has it in him. X and myself were having a conversation. We talked for a good half hour today and compared notes. And that's, a, I think, a legitimate observation slash concern. Yes or no, Beanstar? Uh, I, yeah, I, and I think it's always... Uh, a valid question as to who is going to be adapt, uh, able to adapt to something new 
and kind of go outside their comfort zone. And, you know, Josh is not one that, I mean, he's a young coach, hadn't been in it many years. Yep. But he's not one that's been thought of to be a guy that would get out there in that area. Uh, but half of his time's been at uh, at UCF, too, yes. where that wasn't quite as necessary as it is in Southeastern Conference. So, yeah, I mean, Josh is going to have to adapt to uh, to the new world just like everyone else. The one thing I hold out hope for, Bino, with uh, Josh – is that he comes from that Oklahoma family. And Oklahoma's motto down through the years is by all means necessary. That gives me hope. Yeah. You know? And yeah. Uh, Priest not only is does that seem to fit his MO better than Josh's, but he's at a school where it fits better. Well, it's another thing I was told. It's interesting you bring that up. Because I was told today, and it almost reminded me of what John Adams said a couple years ago when he predicted that Tennessee would ascend under Heupel because he said the booster base here is tired of losing. He said, as I go around and give speeches, he said, I sense that people are ready to get behind this guy. And I was told today that Hugh Freeze, though he broke their heart against Alabama, showed them enough because he had a quarter of Alabama's team and they were in a position to win that game. And the thought is that they're going to be hungry to aid him in his fun and games. So I, I would watch you freeze here. Just a just a little word. So far, Bino, Mo Clipper, Jack Luttrell, Brandon Turnage, and Warren Burrell are in your transfer portal. The more, yeah, the, yeah, all guys that are basically looking for a place where they're going to get to play. Sure. The more veteran DBs that go into that portal, the better, from my perspective. The most mystifying aspect, you can go 8-4 and four all you want. Like I said, I've said it all year. I haven't been on Hypo for the record, not one minute on here. The thing I am a little miffed at, is the inability to get young players on the field. And I think that's a fair criticism. Or I wouldn't be making it. I'm trying to be fair here to this guy. He's in his third year, came into a tough spot. He's in a tough league. As he said, nobody's going to feel sorry for you. Hey, look, you got you got to manage your roster better than they have. No reason some of those young defensive players didn't play this year when you had turnstiles back there in your secondary. One other observation while we're on the secondary. Sean Sinclair sent an excellent text to both of us over the weekend, Bino, which is when you watch Alabama and Georgia and some of the other teams in college football play and you look at the way they employ their secondary and the way guys turn around and look for footballs, it looks like they're playing a different sport than the one that we teach our kids to play. Uh, I, I would agree with that. Um, I, I think you... A lot of that is the level of player that they're putting back there, though, I think, in comparison. That's an excellent point, too. Because, you know, when you've got guys that are a step off the mark or whatever it is, yep. um, it's kind of interesting. It's easier to turn and look for the football when you're in stride with the receiver and not trying to catch up. The... Word I'm getting on uh, this Joe Lee guy from somebody that's broken his film down, Bry, which you'll love, 
is that he's a Dalton Connect type. The word is that he's kind of a wide receiver, masking himself as a tight end. He has about zero interest in blocking somebody on a football field. But in space, he can go get the ball, and he can run after the catch. What do you guys think we need more in this offense? you think that would fit Heupel's offense, a guy like that that's more of a receiver, and he's a catch-and-traffic guy? I've got somebody that just uh, sent me that that knows. What do you think, Bri? Or do we need more of a block guy? I think uh, if Ethan Davis takes that next step, I think you've got him and – Justin Jolie could be somebody who could sort of fill in the, the role of Brew McCoy. He kind of has that vibe a little bit. Where no, he's a tight end, sweetie. He's not why we're yeah, but he, he can make he can make tough catches. Uh, Bino, what do you think? Do we need a tight end that's blocking, or do we need a guy that because he can block a lick? That's the word on him. He has like zero interest in blocking. Uh, we need someone who can get out and catch football. And then on the basketball any front. Any receiver would yeah. love to play in that Find offense. Another. I think any receiver would love to play in that offense. To the phones we go. They'll find a way to make it work. So we do think Justin Jolie is in play for the Vols. Tight end from Connecticut. I also think they're in play with a tight end from Notre Dame, whose name's not in front of me. And there's also a left coast guy. Uh, the name's not in front of me as well. Um, his name, the kid that I was thinking about, is Holden Stays, tight end from Notre Dame. Holden Stays. Uh, also, we've got some information on the basketball team in terms of uh, – Injury report for tomorrow night, and we'll do a little bit of that as we go. Omari Thomas tells the staff he's coming back. Bino, that's a big deal. Absolutely. That's a huge plus. Holden stays, jumped. Yeah. You, kind of back. I don't get it. What do you mean, Holden stays? Do you not like the name Holden stays, Bino? S-T- I love the name Holden stays, but you'd think he would just – Remain where he was. <laughs> of, you know the Holden portal's going to be crazy when Holden is leaving. That's great, Bino. Holden stays, jumped. I, I was like, wow. It's the portal era. It's the well, portal era. And usually I'm catching witty, pithy things that come out of your mouth, but not today. Because today I'm trying to be um, a content guy. Which is going to get me in trouble every time, but there's a lot of things swirling around from the Tim Banks deal to these names coming on the board and going off the board, and uh, so far a pretty tepid day uh, in Portal Mania. Hello and welcome into our first call. Uh, what about Holden Caulfield? Holden Caulfield, Bino, we have an update there. Uh, no, no. Bino's just, you know what, Bino's feeling it. Bino's, uh, Bino's feeling it. I tell you guys, I that I did not think the committee's decision would upset me like it has. I am just beside myself. 
Tell me about it. Why? Yeah. Tell me about it. But because, I mean, I, I honestly, I feel so bad for those guys that started last March and got up at 6.30 every morning and worked out and worked like dogs and done everything they're supposed to do. And one, we didn't tell them they had had to win a certain way. And I don't even like Florida, believe you me. I don't like them either. I, I can't stand All Florida State. I think this is absolutely, I don't care. Have we become so that we have to... To me, it's like it's a reality show. It's an invitational tournament. If to we're not entertained said. to a certain degree, yep. you don't get in. Telling that kid because he was injured is why they didn't get I mean, I, I, I am totally, if that was UT, now look, oh. we can say, but now look, if oh. that was us. Oh. I know us. Oh. We'd be storming the castle. Hey, our fans are telling me, oh, well, you know, they don't belong because, I, I, Peggy, I'm not so Anybody sure they wouldn't beat wins. Alabama. I'm not so sure they Any, wouldn't beat Alabama anyway, Peggy. I'm really not. Anybody that fights like that and pulls and claws, ain't that what football's about? Bino, she's right. Why, why wouldn't Fidel Goodell, Bino, come down on my Eagles in 2017 and say, you guys got 15 players injured, which is what they had. And you've got Nick Foles playing quarterback. You are eliminated from the playoffs. We're going to take somebody that can compete. It's the same thing, Bino. It's the same exact thing. We don't, you get there how you get there. Bino, right? Same thing, isn't it? What she's saying yeah, is true. I, I, it's, it's, I know a lot of this is my hatred of Alabama, and I want it so bad to see them out of there. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I don't know that Florida State is anywhere close to the team that they were uh, with him playing after watching their last two games, but it's still an injustice. It's You know, but ain't the exciting thing about football, we don't know what's going to happen. We have you have no idea what's going to happen, Peggy. Peggy, you have no Good idea what's going to happen. But, you know, this, this narrative that Alabama is way better than Florida State like, is not true. We can't, we can't do nothing. Peggy, that, so same, that same Alabama team needed a miracle to beat a 6-6 six and six Auburn team. A miracle. Like, I, don't, I didn't see them blowing people out at the end of the year. Did I miss it? I mean, we had them, we had them down at halftime. We should have beaten them. If we weren't scared and didn't have Joe Milton at quarterback, we would have beaten them. Their season and our season both. So frustrating. At the high time of that Tennessee it's, game. It's so frustrating. Bino, we should have beaten them. It's so frustrating. Look here. Go ahead, Bino. She's going to let you get a word in edgewise. You're going to go ahead, Bino. Tell me about that. We should have beaten them. Sad. Bino, go ahead. I muted her. Go ahead, Bino. Well, you can't. I mean, uh, obviously, from the first half we played, we were capable. Uh, yeah. them. Um, now, the, their defense is quite a bit better here at the end of the year than it was at the time that we played them, I think. I, I think their performance Saturday showed that. Uh, and I, I, I don't know how that game would come out. I, what I do know is uh, there's, there's no true way to say who the best four teams are in. And if you were truly going to put the best four teams in, you dang sure wouldn't leave Georgia out. 
that so don't your staff supposed to tell you who gets in and who gets to that's play exactly right. for the right to be called the best team? And that's invitational. Peggy is exactly right. Let's call this thing this year what it is. It's an invitational. That's exactly. She's speaking the truth. Because if you win all your games in a power league and you beat LSU and you smother LSU from the middle, midway point of that third quarter on, the way they smothered LSU from the midway point of the third quarter on, and physically beat them into the ground, and you want to tell me that doesn't... And I look, I hate Florida State. Ooh. I don't like Florida State. I think they're gauche and they're, they're uh, nouveau riche. And they're fake and fraudulent and phony. And Bobby Bowden introduced the uh, the gimmick to the one that's worked at Clemson all these years. He's introduced he introduced the gimmick to him. But geez, Louise, let's call it what it is. You know them and boys. I mean, they went to one quarterback got hurt, or another one got hurt, and another one had to go out and come in. Hey, look, we're supposed to uplift people that play through adversity, not penalize them. That's what I heard. Oh, it just because I guess I've had kids that play and they've had to fight, scratch, and claw to get something and then to make it and to be told by a committee, you didn't look good enough to qualify for the change. That's what it boiled down to. You talk about urinating me off. That is urinating I mean, me I'm off. For them kids, all the parents, yep. the ones that I'm talk, not talking about the games. fan base, them boys. You, what they need to do, Peggy, is they need to go win their bowl game and their AD yeah. needs to walk right out there to midfield and give every one of those kids a hey, ring. Boy, I tell you, that's going to give that you. T- they ain't never. But I'm just saying it's just unjust. I mean, come on. I know I hate Alabama, but look. I was even pulling for Milrow. Look, I felt sorry for him in the year when he was getting all that hate. And now, you know, I thought, golly, I can't believe I did that. I mean, so I know I can look at things objectively. You know, they beat us. We just quit playing. Point being, they don't have a right to be there. If Georgia had won, they had the right to be there. But Bino's right. If you're going to take the four best teams, and Peggy, I thank you. If you're going to take the four best teams, why isn't Georgia one of the four best teams? That's what we're doing. They're one of the four best teams in college football. That's what we're doing. Bino's right. I mean, somebody, somebody, would somebody do you, please address that. How do you, one year, you get boat raced, but don't drop out of the top four, and then you lose by three, and you drop from one to six? Hello. How does that happen? Hello. I think I'm kind of... Sensing something. Bino warned me that was going to happen. I said, Bino, last week, Alabama is going to win, and they're going to get left behind. And he goes, if you think they're getting left behind, you are you are naive, dude. Now, here's the thing. You guys tell me, can we annex this as hope? Because in a, maybe next year, we're going to be in Alabama spot in a 12-team playoff. I don't think it's very far-fetched to think. Should we take comfort in the way Greg Sankey fought for them behind the scenes? Will he fight Bino for Tennessee the way he fought for Alabama? What do you think? No. Well, he did fight <laughs> that was when they were under that infractions case in the summertime. Great he did point. Kind of make an appearance. Great point, Brian. What do you, you think, know. Bino? He did fight for us then. He, he said it, Tony. 
He said it out of his own mouth on Saturday. What did he say? One of these things is not like the other. And to him, one of these things is not like Alabama and Georgia. Yeah. It's kind of like somebody told me uh, back in the days of um, – because in Sankey's case, it's going to church. And in the case of Mike's Live, it's going to temple. And somebody said when these commissioners have to go to church, got to go to temple, got to shop. He said that's the advantage of them having. Uh, their families have to interact with. Can you imagine if the commissioner lived in Knoxville, what a big advantage that would be to Tennessee? Yeah. be a huge advantage. Bammers say to me on Twitter, well, you, you, spent a, you spent a half a generation or a generation hating us. I don't hate you. I think you're, I think you're obnoxious. And you don't belong in the playoffs. I don't hate you. I mean, Saban did a nice job this year. I'm picking his coach of the year. But you don't belong in the playoff because you lost to Texas on your home field. And, you got, and not only did you lose to him, you got blown out by him. And by the way, they're in the playoff. What about that? A, a playoff team went into their building and didn't beat them. They smacked them. They smacked them. I don't know. I want to love college football, but college football don't want to love me back. And Bino said, I'm trying to take heart in this, that he fought for them because he's going to fight for the league. Because we are going to be in their spot, Bino. That's exactly as the Vols evolve here and we get into the playoff spot, we're going to be a bottom-of-the-card team unless we do something that's out of the history of our school, which is jump into that top four or five I hope you're not offended when I say that in a 12-team playoff, we're going to be a, a one of those fringe contender type sneak into the field type teams out of this league. Does that offend you? Uh, no, that doesn't offend me, Tony. We're going to need we're going to need this. Is there anything you want to say to the Titan fan? Let me open it up, Bino, right now for you to speak and to maybe Titan Bill's soul over what you guys did to them yesterday in a game that will never be forgotten by the living fan. An overtime. A TLD Logistics overdraw. Overtime. Tony, as I, I watched that yesterday, I thought about our old friend and former caller, Harvey, mm-hmm. who told us once that when he was playing basketball for Friendsville, they played in the state tournament. Uh in a game that was so bad that the next day in the headlines in the paper said, it's a game, it's a shame, either team had to win. <laughs> As we continue a full bank of calls, we roll it back on the show of record after this. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler Dodge Jeep or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. 
This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett & Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Greetings, it's Rick from Tillis Jewelry. With Christmas just around the corner, we are here to make your gift giving a breeze. Starting December 4th, we are extending our store hours to better serve you. Find us open Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. and Saturdays, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Whether you're after something timeless or trendy, Tillis Jewelry in downtown Columbia is your holiday gift giving headquarters. Make this season extra special by visiting us during our extended hours. Tillis Jewelry, where holiday magic happens. See you soon. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Need a little extra cash for the holidays? From now until Christmas, Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical is giving you a $500 Visa gift card when you buy select new HVAC systems or receive a $250 gift card with a new tankless water heater. And upgrade now with monthly payments as low as $79. Visit happyhiller.com. Happy you'll be or the service is free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. 
it is time to talk to our favorite grocer, Mr. Miles Johnson. Miles, how you doing today? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. How about yourself? Doing great. We just had a good holiday week, uh, but uh, I know you got some brand new sales coming out right now, so let's hear all about them. Oh, yeah. This week we have chicken drumstick family packs, 99 cents a pound, seedless white grapes, $1.69 a pound, that smart sugar, four-pound bag, two for five, and six-pack Coca-Cola products, three for 12. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, these sales started on the 29th, and they'll run through December 5th. Is that correct? That is correct. All right. And again, you're open seven days a week right there at Foodland, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. So if you guys are looking for some good food, some good deals, go check out the good folks at Foodland. Miles, thank you as always. And now you have a great weekend and we'll talk to you next week. All righty. Thank you. Thank you, Miles. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. TB back with you, 865-200-5402 at your Basilio Show. We've got Bino, and we've got Brian on a Monday. And we've got Justin Jolie in the transfer portal. And Tennessee is certainly in the market for a tight end or two. Um, Dylan Gabriel right now is in the portal, but he's sort of parked there because I'm being told he's a backup plan for Lincoln Riley if they can't shake a superstar loose. Ohio State is going to try to do better than that Murphy guy, uh, I was told as well. And so we'll see what happens. But basically, Dylan Gabriel behind the scenes is kind of being strung along. Um... Maybe, maybe he goes to Mississippi State with Levy. Maybe he ends up at USC. But Dylan Gabriel ends up somewhere rather large. If you'll remember, being our guest from Friday said there are seven top flight, top line guys that are going to go into the portal this week, and I can't wait to see who they are. Does Dylan Gabriel, I guess he meets that description. I guess that's one of them. Yeah, I, I would think. Because I'm looking at some of the other quarterbacks that are in the deal. And we're going to be tracking this every day on here. Kyle McCord can, certainly is not one of those guys. Dylan Gabriel, Cam Ward from uh, from um, Washington State, yes. Uh, Dante Moore, I don't think so. Riley Leonard, we all knew about. Uh, Grayson McCall, who played for Jamie Chadwell over at Coastal. Not really. Tyler Van Dyke, not really. Will Howard is a guy who is drawing a lot of interest. Will Rogers, not really. And then the guy whose name I can't pronounce that played at Clemson uh, is in the portal as well. So that's your quarterback. But that can't be what was being discussed uh, on here on Friday. And the thought is there are several other frontline guys that are going to be lured into the portal. What we haven't seen so far, but we will see in coming days, is guys that go into the portal and then within 24 hours are snatched out of the portal. And I hope this happens with Tennessee because that will tell me they've done their homework. Immediately upon entering the portal, they put do not contact me, and then they come out and they play for the Vols. That will tell me that you've done your due diligence behind the scenes. And like X said, the Vols don't need one 
playmaker at wide receiver, Bino. They need two. And please don't tell me about the Matthews kid, the, the, the freshman wide receiver. How many freshman wide receivers walk onto the field in the Southeastern Conference and are great players right away? I love you, Richard in Murfreesboro. You're my guy. Do, do not sell me that because I'm not buying it. Are you buying that, Beanstar? How many freshman wide receivers walk onto the field at this level and star right away? Now, he might be a nice player in time. I got no problem with that. Are you buying that, Beano, that that kid comes in here next year and is a great player right away? I, I think wide receiver running backs are places where you can do that, Tony. Um, uh, I, I think with in the transfer portal era, uh, that will become even less common than it is today. Yeah, there are some that will walk in at, at those two positions especially and, and play immediately. But uh, a very few other positions, and again, even those, I think, will become more rare. Chris Hudson, Oregon wide receiver, is expected to go into the portal. Former four-star receiver has 80 career catches. So he's got a profile. I don't know if he's a similar type player, but he's got a profile similar to the guy that we got from Oregon last year. Back to the phones we go. 865-200-5402. Hour one rapidly expiring. Bino's on cloud nine right now. His Colts beat the Titans in a game that will live in infamy. Uh, An overtime thriller in Nashville yesterday. Hello and welcome in. You're on the air. Hi. By the way, I, I, I want to congratulate my Eagles for participating in the NFL yesterday. Hello and welcome into our next call. You're on the air. Hey, Tony. Jake from Memphis. Hey, How Jake. Welcome in, buddy. Hey, I, I'm, uh, just, I'm really conflicted this morning on, on several several things. Mm-hmm. and I mean, you've already kind of touched on it a little bit, but uh, one of the things I'm conflicted on definitely is the, the Florida State-Bama uh, deal. You know, I... In, in one sense, I think truly it's probably one of the better playoffs as far as the teams that are in there and the brands that are in there that we probably ever had. So I'm excited to see the games. I'm excited to see the playoffs, but I, it's a travesty that Florida State's not in. I mean, it really is. And I, and that's what I'm conflicted on is I feel like a lot of college football fans woke up yesterday and the veil was kind of lifted finally. I mean, we, we, we knew, we've known for a long time, but I feel like the rest of college football outside of the SEC kind of finally figured out that the Tooth Fairy's not really putting coins under the pillow. I mean, it's, it's, that's the, that's the I'll sense play. I got watching the, the meltdown yesterday. We all knew it was going to happen. We just didn't, we couldn't, we wanted to hold on to that, um, integrity that we, that we thought was still there in the game. And just to see it kind of just so in your face, um, it was it was disgusting. It really was. I mean, it's a there, there's no there's no reason Bama should be in over Florida State if you're looking at on field results and if you really truly think that football is a team sport, which it is. I mean, it, I just I feel so bad for that for that team and that those coaches. That I mean, you talked about how much money they spent on their defense. All of that money for for what an ACC championship. I mean, good, good for them. That's a good, that's a great accomplishment. But I mean, that they didn't spend all that money to win an ACC championship. That defense is loaded, 
and you you wait and see. And I'm not a pro ball guy. Okay, when I talk about college football, I'm not one. They're gonna play on Sundays. I'm not worried about that. But they got some great, not good. They've got some great talent. That Jared Verse guy is a phenomenal football player. And there were times during the year where, you know, he kind of took uh, took some time off. He played the other night with a sense of urgency. And in a playoff situation, he's going to give you 100%. And when that guy gives you 100% at the collegiate level, that is a scary prospect uh, trying to block him. Uh, and But you make an interesting point. You know, Jake brought something up here, Bino. What if Florida State's quarterback's 100% healthy and they win? What if it comes down to Texas and Alabama? Does Greg Sankey leverage? We haven't had this conversation, but it certainly would have been the conversation. Would Greg Sankey have leveraged or attempted to leverage Alabama in ahead of Texas being started, you believe? Uh, He certainly would have attempted to, Tony. Uh, I don't know that he would have been successful on that one. What do you think, Jackie? With that one, they would have just blatantly, blatantly uh, been uh, ignoring a result on the field uh, on Alabama's home turf. I think, Jake, it would have been interesting to see because it would be it would be really something to see a playoff without the Southeastern Conference a part of it. In my this is my opinion. In my opinion, the SEC should not have been a part of it at all, and I and I do think it's telling. How in the world is Florida State ranked ahead of Georgia if you're going to leave them out of the playoffs? That's incredible. Absolutely no sense. Bino has the best point. Well, Bino has the best point, which is if you're just going to take the four best teams, that Georgia team belongs. They just had a bad day Saturday. That's all that happened. Iowa Iowa and Louisville dropped one one spot. Do do what, Brian? Iowa and Louisville dropped like one spot after losing in the poll, and Georgia dropped five. Imagine being the number one team the entire year, winning on a 30-game winning streak, 29-game winning streak. Yes. And you lose by three in your conference championship, and you're out. <laughs> it's, it's all made for TV, and that's what finally the whole world saw, is not only is it made for TV, but the SEC owns it, and particularly Bama. And I, it was just – I. You know, again, we've known this for a long time, but it was very, very just, I, I don't know what the word is. Sad wasn't really it. It was more just kind of confirming, honestly, to see the rest of the world finally see what we all do. And I, I, it was just a, it was a really weird, weird day um, in college football. Not a good day, in my opinion. I think it was a really uh, a sad, sad, sad deal. And the other thing I'm conflicted on, Tony, is this transfer portal in one <laughs> In one way, I absolutely love it. I mean, it's like the, it's like what National Signing Day used to be. Just the you're you're on pins and needles. You're waiting to see who's in. You're waiting to see who's got interest in us and who we got interest in. And and then on the other end, it's just you can't keep any of your players that you become attached to. You're worried about them leaving. It's so conflicting right now. And but you gotta you, you gotta be in it. You gotta do it. And I don't know. It's it's really weird to see all these really good named quarterbacks in the portal, and mm-hmm. we don't have any interest in any of them. <laughs> it's kind of nice, like, isn't it? We're, we're just sitting back and watching everybody else go after. But uh, one quick thing for you, Tony, the way out on on that. Um, you know, I, we've seen particularly this year. I know 
don't follow too much into the, the weeds of, of recruiting, but our defensive tackle recruiting this year has been very, very suspect, very light for, for Rodney Gardner, too, especially. I'm wondering if that means, have you heard anything about that is, is a reason for that? Like, do we plan on going heavy into the portal for defensive tackle? Because, um, you know, I know you mentioned Amari Thomas is returning, Omar yep. a lot possibly returning. Yep. So is, is that what they're banking on, or are we going to add well, to that? I think, and I appreciate the call, I think there are two aspects to recruiting right now. There's recruiting what's on your roster. Like Bino said, that's a win today. Amari Thomas coming back, I, I call that a recruiting win. That's a win. Because obviously you're going to pay him something. The other the other side of that is, um, is that we'll have to watch, wait, and see. Obviously that's a premium position, and at this level it really very much is. And in this league, it is. One of the things I was told that's going to be a kind of a log, and I meant to get this in. I have notes here, and I well, let me get to that on the other side. One of the reasons why I think you're seeing a slow first day. Let's do that. And then Matt Dixon has a little brain buster. I want Bino and Brian to tell me if Georgia would have beaten Alabama, would the committee have put Texas in ahead of Florida State? An undefeated Florida State. Would Texas have jumped them? As we continue on the other side. A one-loss Texas team. That lost to whom, Bri? They lose to Oklahoma. That's right, isn't it? They lost to Oklahoma in a thrilling game, yeah. In a thriller. Might have been the game of the year. In a thriller in Manila. We come back on the other side. And then I want to get into uh, the health of the basketball team as well. So one of you guys, please remind me to do that because literally I'm all over the place right now. We continue after this. This is Coach Traders Dog from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons and we run his dealership and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. 
She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Neusen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. It's a memory-making time of year. This is Murray County Mayor Sheila Butt. Many years ago, as a little girl, I remember my mother receiving several packages in the mail. That was odd at our house. It was just a couple of weeks before Christmas. She put them away. I learned later that my dad had won a catalog shopping spree by selling the most cars the previous month. We were five young children and had just moved to Nashville from Illinois. It had been a tough year. About three days before Christmas, my mother started bringing out the toys one at a time. I remember her sheer delight as she presented each one to us. You see, we didn't know what was in the packages, but mother did and she couldn't wait to give the toys to us. I know now that the true joy was in the giving. I hope during this holiday season and in the new year that every one of us will experience the true joy of giving whatever we have to give. From our house to yours, I wish you a very merry, merry Christmas and a joy-filled, prosperous new year. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Great conversation with uh, Jim Peters the other day over at TLD Logistics. And he was really, really, really a sweet sweet toward me. He called me and said this, this program has been a valuable partner for them. And, Jim, I feel the same way. Uh, in fact, all of our sponsors... Uh, when you're in the market for their good or service, please keep them in mind, and and we really, really appreciate you doing so. At the end of the day, people can you know spend their money and invest where they want to invest, and people choose to support our program and support the programming here. And when you act in kind, uh, 
and keep it in mind and go out of your way to support them. It really helps us to continue to do what we do. So thank you for that. I know you do do that already. Um, so when we left for the break, and then Bino's got a word about the championship game, and then we'll go back to the phones. I want to get this one deal in here. I, I was told today, and I, and I spent a couple hours on the phone leading up to the show because somebody said, well, it's like signing day. It, it, it's going to be like that for a month. It's like signing day for a month is what it's going to be. And you're going to turn away, and things are going to explode. But I was told, I said, well, why is it so quiet today? And see if you can follow this. I was told that it, this is about the quarterbacks. And, and the term that I got was quarterbacks are going to set the market. And, and, and here's what I mean. I was talking to somebody today that said there's just a finite amount of money that all these schools have. You, you like to think, well, you know, Ohio State, I bet they've got $100 million. No, they don't. They have $100 million to spend. No, they don't. I mean, you'd like to think that, but they don't. So the way this is going to work is this. Quarterbacks are going to come out in the portal and are going to be negotiated with and grabbed first by the top teams. Now, what that does to a Tennessee, Tony, how does that apply to us? Where do you have a quarterback? Well, here's how it applies. You have to be honest with yourself here, okay? Some of the top wide receivers that are in there are not putting Tennessee down as their one option. The one options are Ohio State. Well, Heupel's got a great off. I understand. I don't shoot the mess. I'm just telling you what I was told. Quarterbacks are going to set the market. Oklahoma's in the market for a quarterback. Ohio State's in the market. You guys help me out here. Ohio State's in the market for a quarterback. I guess Oregon after this year is in the market for a quarterback. Um, And there are several other schools. Anybody else come to mind? Briar Bino? There are several other schools out there that are looking for a quarterback. And you saw that you saw the report last week, which I choose to believe about the kid from Washington State. Notre Dame will be looking for Notre one. Dame's looking for a quarterback. Yeah. The the Texas A&M's looking for a quarterback. Uh Alabama is going to be looking for a quarterback. Is Georgia looking for a quarterback? What year is that kid? Anyway, I'm sidetracking myself here. Florida certainly looking for a quarterback. Um, what I was told is these schools have to figure out in real time, these schools have to figure out, they have to figure out how much money. For instance, Notre Dame is supposedly luring Riley Leonard there from Duke. Now, it's thought that he's going there. How much is it going to cost? Once I get my quarterback in place, then I know how much money I have to spend. And that resets the market. And I was told today it's sort of like NFL free agency from that perspective. Look at the Kansas City Chiefs right now. We pay Travis Kelsey, who, by the way, needs to do a few more commercials. 
I think I speak for the rest of America. Travis, I hope you pick up a few more commercials. I mean, you, you need to change your last name to Manning. Guy's on every spot. No, no, no to mankind. Uh, the Kelsey cast. I'm expecting to see him and his brother on the Kelsey cast on ESPN News in like five years. We'll have two of them. We'll have dueling cast at night with brothers of over overexposure. Bino, does it make sense that the quarterbacks would set the market and then everything else is going to follow? And that's why we're seeing a logjam at the front here. That's what I'm being told. Yeah, it makes perfect sense, Tony. We're we're talking about a mini NFL here and a mini free agency. Maybe not even a mini free agency. Maybe a wilder free agency. So, yeah, you look for uh, the most uh, uh, impactful players to set the market, and then everything else falls in place. So don't be alarmed, Tennessee fan, if you don't see fireworks today or tomorrow or Wednesday. doesn't mean they're not working. What it means is they're involved with guys that are frontline guys. They're not settling. For instance, this kid from Connecticut is going to have quite an offer list. And I give Brian Hartman a lot of credit. In real time, Brian came on here, and one of the first things out of his mouth after that Connecticut game was, hey, look, I don't know much, but Tennessee needs to get involved with that Joe Lee guy. And say you can say those things now. Just like Tony Valls, when he saw that kid pitch uh, down there at Georgia Southern a couple years ago, and he said two things to him. I love your hair, and would you come pitch for us next year? You know, uh, the similar thing between those two situations was there was a little bit of a skirmish between the two teams during that series and during that game, if you remember. Brian, Bino, you remember that, don't you, that we had a skirmish with them during that series? How how long ago, Bino, did you forget about that? Let me see if Bino's a... Tony, I don't remember what we said in hour one. Thank you. But I do remember this, and then we'll go back to the phones. Bino's got something he wants to say about the SEC championship game. Go ahead, Bino. Uh, Tony, I, I, and Brian can help me with this if I've forgotten one, but I think the SEC's been real fortunate in all of the years that they've held the Southeastern Conference championship game that I believe there's only been two instances when teams got knocked out of an opportunity to play for a national championship because of it. One was Saturday when Georgia gets knocked out, and the other was 2001 when we got beat by LSU when we would have played for the national championship. And in both instances, the culprit was Nick Saban. Wow. Wow. And in both instances, a great coaching job by him. Yeah. He's the GOAT, man. I like our guy, yeah. okay? If our guy was coaching Alabama this year, Bino, what would the record have been? Because it wouldn't have been 11-1. and one. And I like our guy. You like our guy. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, they would have been 9-3 and three or so, probably. That's right. Um, and it's, uh, you know, Nick, I, I really like Josh Hopple. I'm glad he's here. I think we finally found a guy that gives us an opportunity uh, to be back in in, in the limelight. Um 
Uh, but, I mean, Nick Saban is a generational coach. It's the same thing I said uh, when people were comparing Heupel to Steve Spurrier. That's that's a fun comparison. Steve Spurrier is a top five football coach all time yep. in this league, and, and Josh Heupel is not. And I like him. And you like oh, him. Oh, me too. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm thrilled to death he's here. But what Saban did this year with that team, with that roster, with that quarterback – from where they were and that's in that uh South Florida game to where they were Saturday night in like ten weeks is a miracle. That was like a miracle. Now granted, they had to get lucky along the way, and I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that Florida State loses to them. I will say that out loud. I respect the hell out of Florida State's defense. They're physical. They can run. They've got NFL football players galore. They look like Georgia. I'm not saying they are, but they look like Georgia last year. I mean, they're incredible. And they don't even get a chance to play in it. And, and one of the other things that was pointed out, and then we'll go back to the phones, we already have it. We should already have a 12 team playoff. But they had this stupid thing. Here's the irony the commissioner of the ACC got on the phone and got a, and called the commissioner of the Big 12, who called the commissioner of the PAC, whatever they are, whatever they were, and they all formed this thing, Bino, called the Alliance against the two big leagues. And because of the Alliance, Sankey and them wanted to go to a 12-team playoff after last year. And those fools said no. And Phillips should have to answer for that. Because that's what happened. It blew up on him. No, no question. Well, you know, the Pac-12 decided no, and they would have had their league still intact. If they exactly. So you have How's your alliance trading you? Screwed themselves. The Bowl Alliance was better than your alliance, and the Bowl Alliance sucked. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hey, good afternoon, Tony. It's, it's Tennessee Wolf. Wolfie, what's up, man? I tell you what, everything that's happened this week was so Tennessee, except for one thing. It wasn't Tennessee. It was Florida State. That could have been us. Beano's thinks, though, the commissioner would have fought for us, though. You know, you know what I compare this to, Tony? Let's, let's, let's just use a, an example that didn't happen that could have happened. You remember back in 85 when we lost Tony Robinson, right? Yep. yep. Can, you imagine, can you imagine if we'd have won the SEC championship, and then all of a sudden we're supposed to go to the Sugar Bowl, and they say, well, since you've got a backup quarterback in it's there, the same uh, we don't really think thing. you can play with Miami. It's the same so we're, thing. So we're, we're, we're going to not let you play, and we're going to put another team in there. That's what that's like, Tony. It's the same thing. It's a great comparison. It's a great comparison. It, that's really what it's like. It's a great comparison. Because you know what you don't know in football? What you don't know. All you people that think you know that Florida State doesn't belong, you don't know that. They're undefeated. Nobody's beaten them yet this year. Look, I bet against them Saturday night. I thought they were losing. I thought that that... Did you think, Bino, that they would do that to Louisville the other night? Uh, I, Tony, I, I thought that they could still win the game against Louisville, but that was based more on... My thought that anybody that loses to Kentucky by a couple of touchdowns probably not going to be in the championship game. 
Well, if you look back, if you look back, to, like you said, uh, our uh, their defense could have kept them in ball games. Well, you know what? Look what our defense did in '85. It helped us win the thing. So really, you don't know. That's the whole thing. You don't know. You really don't. And could you imagine if this was next year with a with a twelve team playoff and we're nine and three, and we have somebody that's somebody that's eight and four get ahead of us and get in there? Could you imagine? That's what it'd be like too. Something like that. Well, if you just dropped, um, you dropped one hundred percent knowledge right on top of us. I mean, and you know what? It would shock me if it happened to us next year because we're looking like an eight and four, nine and three football team. I wouldn't be shocked yeah. one bit to see it happen. Oh, we're going to live I mean, on that. We're going to live on the cut line. See, so we might as well get used to that here. I'm not saying the world's against the Vols. No, no, no. But I'm saying let's be honest here. And let's be honest with our assessment of where we are in this league historically and where we are presently. In this league historically, if in a 12-team playoff, we would live on that cut line most years. And but, you know, go ahead. You know, Tony, there was some good pleasant surprises this week. Because, you know, now you look at it, I mean, who would have thought we were going to Citrus Bowl? I, I expect not me. Being, no, that, and that was nice that they actually considered us and put us in there because we hadn't been down there in a long time, and you know Iowa—they're the runner-up. I mean, that's actually a pretty nice little bowl game for Tennessee. So, in a way, even though we did go eight and four, you got to look at the positive. Hey, Hopple got us to a really good bowl game. A this great year. bowl game. And now, look—and I appreciate the call. It's fortuitous that you're there. It's very fortunate. Two things happen. Ole Miss had a better season than everybody thought, and they ended up in a higher bowl against Penn State. And then Matt Dixon astutely points out that LSU told them behind the scenes where they told LSU, look, you were here last year, and we're going to take somebody else. Or, hey, we don't want to go to that game. Our kids went to the game last year. There's no question, you know, something like that happened. And Tennessee took, got bumped up in slot, and in bump, getting bumped up in slot, get a lot more of a winnable football game. That's... That's pretty hard to beat right there, Beanstar. Yeah, I, you know, I think historically, Tony, Tony, Tennessee, because of their following uh, and because people love to watch them on television, sometimes they are slotted above where they deserve. Uh, this time, this time, you're, you and Matt are exactly correct. They, the SEC has four teams uh, combined playoff and New Year's Day six bowls, and that's a lot. And then LSU, who was the fifth team, um, had been there last year. So this was more fortuitous than uh, the power of a Big Orange Country. One has to wonder if the power of Big Orange Country and the power of that brand, because it does draw to great television ratings, especially when the team's very good. Last year, Tennessee was one of the stars of television. Um, several games over $8 million. The question becomes this. Does that come into the committee's mind when the time comes? Because the time is going to come. Does that come into the committee's mind? It it certainly won't hurt, Tony. To the phones we go. At the end of the day, you're talking about something that is made for television that Peggy called an invitational with the last several spots in the newly formed 12-team playoff, that is highly accurate, what Peggy said. It's an invitational. 
They can say they have a formula all they want. They can take whomever they feel like taking, damn it. And there really ain't a damn thing anybody can do about it. I mean, what is Florida State going to do? They're going to go to their bowl, get their watches, know their role, and shut their mouth. Hello and welcome into our next call. You're live on the uh, Basilio Show. It's a Monday. Yeah, I couldn't. I, I can't imagine for us to have a more boring game than that than that Citrus Bowl against Iowa. Oh man, are they not one of the worst offensive teams in the country? Well, it's almost like I don't know. There, there used to be an old TV. How bad was it? Let me give you how bad it was. Okay, L- let me give you. Um, um, let me give you a how bad it was. How bad is that team in terms of boring? When you talk about boring football teams, how about this one? Here's a Matt Dixon nugget that he dug up. And I give Matt, you look, I give the bank credit for the money. Thank God for the money, whatever that thing, the thank the bank for the thank God for you. Listen, Dixon, I was leading receiver to cardio this year. Eric All, A-L-L, 21 catches, 299 yards, and three touchdowns, uh, uh, Jacardio. Missed the last six weeks of the season. He missed the last six weeks of the year, and he's their leading receiver. Boy, the guy's a torn ACL, Jacardio. Oh, you're talking about Iowa's receiver. That's how bad they are. He doesn't even have 300 yards receiving. That's a worst offense ever. Hey, so let me ask you this. How much is that going to turn the heat up on Hoppo if we get beat by those clowns? Jacardio, uh, there's about as much chance that between now and 2 o'clock that I don't make a mistake on here uh, as them beating us, okay? Give me a break. I, I, Jaker, I think the only one that this can put more heat on is Banks. Uh, if well, Iowa goes out and scores any points at all, uh, his his approval rating is going to go even lower. I know one thing. We've got a bad offense and we've got a bad defense. That's why we're 8-4. Didn't beat a thought. Didn't beat one damn team that we weren't supposed to beat. Didn't lose to a team we weren't supposed to lose to. I, you don't go getting credit for that, are you? No, you should no. always. No. You should always. Well, be, except at least they lost to Florida. They weren't supposed to. They weren't supposed to win down there, Brian. Come on. They were favored by seven. Brian, when's the last time they won at Florida? They were favored by seven. When is the last time? I mean, let's get real here. Tony, all you did was talk about all, all year about how we were going to beat When them. is the last time they won at Florida? Would somebody please help me out? Let's not beat Fifth this coach one. up. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Abino. I just or they went in 2003. I think they I won 2003, too. Let's put it this way. He better, he better go out there and transfer portal and get some players. Because we're in a downward trajectory. Some people think that. We'll see. Some people think that. How about your old boy Dom last night? Come again? Who's that, Jaker? 
you're you're head of security, Tony. Oh, I loved every minute of that. <laughs> I laughed. Laugh. That is the most Philly thing, maybe ever, maybe ever. I laughed so hard. That, there is a really funny clip of Jawan Jennings freaking out because he said, look, I grew up an Eagle fan. And he basically almost said, I still am an Eagle fan. He said, I made my first catch in this building as a rookie. And I'll always remember that. And today, today, he said, I'm no Eagle fan today. It was so great. I love Jawan Jennings. His, his catch and run yesterday that guy has turned himself into a gr- very good NFL football player. He's a great complimentary piece. He's in a perfect spot. They've got a great tight end. They've got another good wide receiver on the other side. He's a perfect three or four in their offense. And, Bino, we know he's a tough guy. We know he always has been. He's tough to get off the, off the ground. Listen, my family doesn't want to hear this in Philly. That San Francisco team's better than the Eagles. They're just better. I- they're just hey, better. I, and it is what it is. Hey, Tony, that Juwan Jennings, I'll never forget that promo he cut on Tennessee coaches. Oh, my when gosh. They, that when, was they a, told him he, when they told him he couldn't play. Oh, that. it was the greatest thing ever. He opened that mic up, and he said what everybody was thinking. <laughs> Thank you, Jacardio. He made, great, great he made your call. call before you could that day, Jaker. <laughs> I'm being told that the Big Ten was in the alliance, not the Big 12. So it was the Big Ten. The Pac-12 was actually with the SEC. But the ACC was was a part of it. We would already have a 12-team playoff, and the sport would already be better if we had a 12-team playoff. Imagine if you had a 12-team playoff this year. Just think about the way the season unfolded for the Vols. They would have gone to Missouri uh, borderline alive for the 12 team playoff, right? Sure, as a three loss team in this league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you would be you would be in contention with two losses in November. Well, they had three. Well, coming into that game, they had two. Oh, they had. Oh, that's right. You would have had two. I'm sorry. They'd be right in contention. So that's the point. Also, LSU uh, played. FSU to start the season in Orlando, which is a great snooze note and snugget. And Tampa wanted LSU because the Saints play at Tampa that weekend. How about that? So there is a um, – what day is that game? Do you guys know? The the LSU that's, game, what day of the week it's going to happen? That's Monday, game? Monday, the New Year's Day. So you stay over a day. That's a great opportunity for Saints fans to go get some uh, go get some sunshine and go enjoy you themselves. Know, That's a good little snooze note and snugget right there. The, just, the, the I ACC just can't get this was, out of my mind, Tone. The alliance was the ACC, the Big Ten, and the Pac-12. Just for the speaking for the record, go ahead, uh, Bry. Headed to the city of Orlando. Oh yeah, that somebody th- we could do. Somebody threw that up last night. Maybe I'll retweet it. ZR with an absolute. That's, that was his Absolute best work. I think special. that was his best one ever. Absolute special. That sheep. <laughs> uh, let's go back to the phones. 865-200-5402. The Alliance is um, blown up in Jim Phillips' face, though. 
Hello and welcome into our next call. You are live on the Basilio Show. Hi. Tony B. Hey. Hey, it's Richard. Hey, Richard. Oh, man. Uh, good, good to talk to you guys. Yes, man. sir. You too. I'm about a week. You yep. too. Um, yep, absolutely. Hey, uh, one thing I wanted to kind of, after um, not uh, two weeks ago at the end of November and Rivalry Week, one thing that I knew happened um, that was going to hurt Florida State, even if they won um, their championship game, was when Louisville, the second-best team in the ACC, got beat at home by the ninth-best team from the SEC. When Kentucky beat Louisville there, I thought that that was the death now for Florida State going into championship week because uh, that was going to be an excuse that they could make that the ACC was just not strong enough this year to put a team in there. And then your quarterback's gone, too. That's all the excuses they need to uh, leave them out of the playoffs. You're, you're like I am. You're kind of an eye test guy. I look at their defense. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that Alabama walks over them. Richard, do you? If they oh, play no, each other? no. That, that, defense can, that defense is outstanding. When they, when, when, when they want to play, uh, man, they're as good as anybody in the country when they want to get after it. And, um, and so, yeah, there's no doubt they would give um, Alabama or anybody trouble in a lot of parts of that game. But everybody also understands looking at their offense, they would struggle to score in some things. But you know what? When you got those receivers, Tony, sometimes you can just be a quarterback and just throw jump balls up, and that Coleman kid can go up oh, against boy. anybody and catch it. That's a special player right there. Yeah, and um, that shows you what the portal look look at their team, Tony, from the portal. Without the portal, Florida what 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 has Florida State's record been this year without the portal? They got seventeen of their uh top twenty four guys, if you look at their rotation, the number seventeen of twenty four, I believe, right out of the transfer portal, Richard, including well, that verse look, kid that we went head to head for him on. How much of a difference would Verse have made on this team? Can you imagine teaming him with Pierce? Uh, I mean, are you kidding well, me? Think of think of um, think of Clemson. They didn't really do the portal at all, and they went eight and four. That's yeah. a point. Florida State probably is eight and four, and that's and that's a point. It's going to be interesting to see what Dabo does in the portal because I think he's getting pressure to to play there now. Well, I mean, you have to play in it if you want to compete for a playoff. Now, I mean, it's yep. it's just even as talented in the roster that some of the elite teams have, they still go in the portal to, to pluck a few players to, to finalize it. I mean, you know, let's face it, Georgia had several players from the portal that, to try to, you know, solidify that wide receiver room um, this year. And um, even as loaded as talent as they had. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, going to that game, um, that was, uh, I have to give, uh, you know, Alabama's defense after that first possession played lights out against Georgia. And uh, they just, it's like they understood and knew everything that uh, Georgia was going to do. And they had the, they get, they had the linebackers and the DBs to play with, with Georgia's um, skill. And that was the biggest difference is that. Now, nobody else up to this point, Tony, had, had the linebackers and, and the DBs to run with Georgia's athletes. And Alabama did. And that, that, that just, you know, again, it, shows you the difference of you know having that elite skill um that can run and can cover and can chase down uh, an all-american tight end like bowers and can you know stay with some of the receivers it's just but again those players are hard to find it's that's why the portal is going to be a lot of fun this year because of some of the kids that are like man i can make a lot of money because i do have an elite skill and uh looking forward to seeing what the balls are going to do um you know it's uh 
you know, I, I, there's a couple of receivers in there uh, that I really like already, and I'd be curious to see what they'll do with them. Um, haven't seen no who do you like? Who do you yet. like, Richard? That you see in the portal right now? Well, I, I honestly, even though he didn't play really much this year, the kid from South Carolina, um, he I, was all SEC before the season began. I agree with that. And he is a, he's a Brew McCoy type. He is a physical six yes. two receiver who yeah. is who's who is hard to cover. And when yes. he's when he's healthy, uh, it's hard to guard him one on one because he's just so physical. And um, I think he would be a perfect fit in our offense and what what we're looking for. And uh, you know, so that that's one of them, Tony. And you know, so it's 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 going to be fun. I'm 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 really looking forward to it, and I'm looking forward to. I know uh, our bowl game is going to be against Iowa and it's oh. just a team that don't have a lot of offense. But to me, I think it's also um, we're playing one of the best defenses in the country. I, I don't, you know, they, you know, they, you realize they held Michigan to 250 yards in that game the other night. Oh, listen, I real. I, here's the thing about Iowa that's crazy: they've got no athletes on offense. They've got a ton of athletes on defense, a ton. They run so well. It's so strange. I mean, they've got zero players on offense. They've got a ton of great athletes defensively. And, you know, look, if Joe Milton, which looks like he's going to play in that game, if he plays in that game, anything can happen because he's liable to screw around. I mean, no offense to him, Richard. Well, the one thing Iowa does best is is they know the roles in their um, and how they play zone defense. And they play it to a T, Tony. Kind of like uh, us. They, Oh, they, they, yeah, yeah. Unlike us, they oh. understand and know how to play zone defense oh and God. know exactly where to cover every spot, and they do it great. And uh, so it's going to be interesting because that's how they're going to play us. They're going, you know, going to see if we can run the ball against them, and they're going to take away our downfield shots, and uh, they're going to see if we can execute, you know, play to play to play to go down the field on them. So. Well, Richard, I appreciate you. Thank you. He appeared on your TLD Logistics phone lines. All our callers do. It's 865-200-5402. A TLD Logistics Overdrive Overtime is no doubt coming your way. Senator Rick Scott, very performative. On his Twitter, he's got breaking up with like an emergency um, uh Police whistle. The following. I'm demanding answers and transparency from the college football playoff selection committee following an unprecedented exclusion of Florida State from the playoffs. Hey, Rick Scott, don't you worry about what you need to worry about and let us worry about college football. I mean, quit performing. Can we can we quit performing for a second here? Hey, uh, <clears throat> from somebody very good. Quick update. Go ahead, Brian. The Butch Jones Bowl Brigade is going to be storming Montgomery, Alabama on the 23rd of December. Happy birthday, Tone. Arkansas State 6-6 six and six versus Northern Illinois 6-6 six and six at 12 o'clock in the Camellia Bowl. The O Camellia Bowl. Won't you take me away? And Arkansas Paradise State is a slight Clinton. favorite in that game. Arkansas State's a slight favorite. I wonder if Butch will be carried off on the shoulders of the Arkansas State players. As somebody, as somebody told me last night, you want a little gambling tip, and I'm not into gambling tips. But my guys at Winners and Losers were 2-1 and one over the weekend. Um, my um, Butch Jones takes bowl games very seriously. When he was at Tennessee, Bino, he did not let his guys go out. 
you got to also factor in when you're playing these bowl games, who takes bowl games. Like Lane Kiffin, for instance, does not take them seriously at all. Lane Kiffin during bowl season is heavily recruiting. He lets his kids go and have a good time at the site. Uh, the year that Virginia Tech ran us over in the Peach Bowl, they hardly put in any work, I was told. Uh, and his kids kind of look like it. They look like they were out having and, – and you know what? His philosophy is you're not playing for a championship in these things, and this is a reward for the kids, so we were going to reward the kids. I remember him saying that when he was here. So I would be careful uh, with them in bowl season. Butch Jones treats these things like they're the Super Bowl, while his opponent won't. So um, Butchie Boy goes all in for bowl games. I was told last night by somebody that was uh, a staff member of his, we were laughing about it. So Beanstar might be a sneaky good play on Tony B's birthday, Butchie Boy. Down there in Montgomery, an angel from Montgomery, Bean Star. I'd put that as your five, Tom. If I were you. And Lane Kiffin returns to the scene of the crime. He plays Penn State in the Peach Bowl. Now, Penn State has zero offense. I say all that, but I'm telling you this that Penn State team is among a gaggle of Big Ten teams. That is absolutely dreadful offensively, but, you know, what I just gave you, I just dropped some knowledge on you, though, about Butchie Boy. Butchie Boy will have his guys tuned up. What's the game they're playing in? They're in the, they're in the Camellia Bowl. They'll be carrying him off the field. They'll be carrying him off the field, Bino. And those oh, yeah, people, they, they will. I mean, if they don't pick him up, he'll jump on their back like he did down there in Nashville. Those people at Arkansas State have to be saying to themselves, what kind of a moron coach do we have here that wore a bowl-eligible shirt when we were used to winning 10 games before he got here? You know they you know they know he's a moron. Being Butchie, uh, he's a Butchie moron. has won his three bowls. Butchie won by 17, by 39, and 14. Uh, Tony B's not lying to you. What were the numbers again, Bri? Ready? They won by 17, by 39, by 14. He's very serious about it. Now, granted, he didn't play. He played the Sisters of the Poor Big Ten West teams. but Very serious about it when he was here. Very he could, serious about it. He could have easily it. have slogged around in those games, and those games have been close, late, and, but they weren't. And you know what, Bino? It kind of takes an imbecile like him to take it seriously, if you stop and think about it. Hey, he was right. We were bowl eligible three years in a row, and we were lucky to be there. Same. That one year, he stood up there before that microphone and said, look, we won nine games last year. As if, I don't know, as if this was South Carolina. And Bino looked at me that day, the Champions of Life, we were doing the show together. And he looked at me and said, we've got an, an effing moron as our coach. <laughs> I'll never forget that as long as I live. The the day the that Monday when he had that his regular press conference yes. after South Carolina had beaten us and cost us a chance to go to the SEC championship game and he came on and told us that we were bowl eligible again for the third straight year and we should be happy I was done. Done. Boom. Boom. And I'm being told here that Butch is a guy 
who can change the color of his skin on demand, Chameleon Bowl is perfect for him. That he's getting ready to play in the Chameleon Bowl. Because that guy can be purple, blue, red, Mm -hmm. orange, white, beige, pink, fuchsia, PMS3, PMS. My friends at Zen, when you sign up for a Zen account, $1,000 no danger first wager is yours. That's right. Place your first bet in Zen Sports. Up to five plus 500 odds. You'll get reimbursed for the amount of your bet up to $1,000 maximum within 24 hours. If the bet loses, and the truth is the good news has just begun. Because the brand new VIP rewards program, we're adding accoutrements to it each and every day. Allowing top tier customers to earn more bonuses, comps, perks than you're ever going to see where you're betting right now. And... That's by invite only, but you can check it out over at zensports.com forward slash VIP. One thing you need to learn, though, no matter how much you bet, no other sports book is going to offer you the premier sports betting experience. With 24-7 top-tier customer support and faster withdrawals in Zen Sports, what are you waiting for? Download the app at zensports.com today. Zen Sports betting just got better. And if you have a gambling problem, 800-889-9789. Terms and conditions apply 21 and over in the state of Tennessee to bet. And Nashville Lee is telling me, a.k.a. Tennessee Lee, a.k.a. we've rebranded him as Music City Lee, that we went 3-0 and over the weekend. Texas, SMU, and the Niners were our power plays. So kudos to uh, my boys at Winners and Losers. We will be doing, we will be doing a Winners and Losers for the upcoming weekend. Bryce, should we get some one double A in there? Did you watch the Delaware Thriller with the Grizz the other night? Brian up in the snowstorm. Did you see any of that? Because it was incredible. I uh I uh I saw the end of the Idaho versus Southern Illinois game and what kind of what kind of weird tanker does Idaho play their football games? Would you in? call me? Listen, Idaho plays their football huh? games in like an airplane You're the what? Hey, listen. Um, Delaware played in a snowstorm the other night. I got time for games in the snow. I was disappointed last night that it didn't snow on Green Bay. I thought it was going to. As soon as I saw that, I turned the game off. Who won the Sunday night game last night, Bri? Green Bay did. How about Green Bay? This love guy's turning into a quarterback right before our very eyes. I think we only saw one shot of Taylor Swift. How did Lamb Weirdo Steelers do? They got beat by a horrible Arizona team. More after they this. Didn't even- this is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. 
Hi, it's Terry from Tillis Jewelry, your festive gift destination this Christmas. Unwrap the magic with our natural diamond earrings starting at an incredible $99. Yes, you heard it right, $99. Picture the joy of discovering these stunning gems in your stocking. But there's more. Explore our brand new diamond pendants and dazzling stack rings at fantastic prices. Make this season unforgettable with Tillis Jewelry. Come see us on the Columbia Square, where the gift is wrapped with elegance. Tillis Jewelry, making your Christmas sparkle brighter. Happy holidays. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job to defenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Football season is here, and that means tailgating starts now. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, and let us help you get your backyard game ready. We are open Monday through Friday from 7 to 7, and on Saturday from 8 to 4. Go Vols! Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. 
Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shearex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. Don't let pain keep you out of the game. Murray Regional Physical Therapy's experienced team of therapists can help you recover from surgery, injury, or illness by designing a plan that meets your unique needs. We utilize state-of-the-art equipment and proven techniques to help you get back to doing the things you love. Schedule a consultation at any of our convenient Southern Middle Tennessee locations by calling 931-380-4014. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. Need a little extra cash for the holidays? From now until Christmas, Pillar Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical is giving you a $500 Visa gift card when you buy select new HVAC systems or receive a $250 gift card with a new tankless water heater. And upgrade now with monthly payments as low as $79. Visit happyhiller.com. Happy you'll be or the service is free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. Tuscaloosa, we live by the blue-collar basketball motto. Stepping back, deep three, bottom. Hard work. Two on one, driving, stepping through, tough shot, got it to go. Dedication. Front court to the rack. Oh! And teamwork. Play the song for the champions of the Southeastern Conference. Join us for every game right here on your home for Alabama basketball. Right here, Saturdays on WKOM, 101.7 FM. It is time to talk to our favorite grocer, Mr. Miles Johnson. Miles, how you doing today? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. How about yourself? Doing great. We just had a good holiday week, uh, but uh, I know you got some brand new sales coming out right now, so let's hear all about them. Oh, yeah. This week we have chicken drumstick, family packs, 99 cents a pound, seedless white grapes, $1.69 a pound, that smart sugar, four-pound bag, two for five, and six-pack Coca-Cola products, three for 12. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, these sales started on the 29th, and they run through December 5th. Is that correct? That is correct. All right. And again, you're open seven days a week right there at Foodland, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. So if you guys looking for some good food, some good deals, go check out the good folks at Foodland. Miles, thank you as always. And now you have a great weekend and we'll talk to you next week. All righty. Thank you. Thank you, Miles. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. We're going to update when we get into TLD Logistics Overdrive Overtime. For those that haven't heard, I'm going to give you my download that we did at the top of the show regarding some of the stuff from the portal today, kind of what to expect, um, a little movement on where Tim Banks might be heading. I do think he wants the MTSU job. We'll get into that on the other side. In the meantime, our radio experience is rapidly expiring. If you are on hold, uh, rest assured, we will be coming to you. Uh, and we just tried to get it all in today, Bino. How'd we do? I thought we did outstanding, Tony. There's a bunch of stuff out there, a bunch of stuff to talk about. We touched on a lot of it. 
the hoops thing. You know, I I missed on the hoops thing. Let me uh, let me throw this at you real quick here. Uh, that just came into my mind the basketball deal and Bino said we touched on a bunch of it. For some reason, I I missed the uh, the hoops nugget. Um, for tomorrow night's game, Dalton Connect is questionable, which is great news for the Vols. I'm hearing Toby Awaka is going to play tomorrow. Freddie DeLeon remains doubtful. For George Mason, who comes in at number 62 in the net, and if Dalton Connect doesn't play tomorrow night, that's going to be a pretty competitive basketball game. Also, number 22, Illinois, might be the fifth quad one game that Tennessee's played if they can get a dub tomorrow night up in Madison Square Garden. At any rate, Tennessee's played in just an outstanding schedule thus far. And we love you. We appreciate you. And how about the.